listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello out there, Radio Land. This is Brent Atwater. I'm the animal medium. That's right. I look at, talk to, and see, communicate, connect with deceased pets and pet spirits. They're everywhere. They're everywhere, especially when you call them in to have a reading. So today, what we're doing is we are talking about where's my pet gone, and how long are they gone, and how long are they going to be gone? And we have two ladies from our Facebook group, which is over 51,000 strong now. It's global. Come on over there and ask your questions and join us. We have a buffet. There's the key word. A buffet of topics. It says reincarnation on there, but guess what? We talk about a whole bunch of other things. And our show is about pet loss, afterlife, animal life after death, transition, and we throw in animal communication and connection techniques. Now, in addition to this show, go look at all of the archives. We've got a whole bunch of stuff that can keep you busy 24-7 listening to podcasts that will get you through your most horrific day. And we'll cry right along with you, but I guarantee you, it'll help heal your heart. And if that doesn't work, go over to YouTube. We have a huge group over there. I do Pet Loss TV weekly, and every episode is answering questions or teaching you something new so that you come away with a new technique or answer for all of our weekly episodes. And then if you want to do the fun stuff, we're on Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter, and that's where lots of fun things occur. So <laughs> we're everywhere, we're everywhere, just like pet spirits are. And this morning, we're going to talk with Kim Waits, and she has a really interesting question. And Kim, if you'll tell us first, what made you decide to ask that question? That's a good question in itself. Hey, um, <laughs> I'm working the room here. <laughs> I got to work the room. Well, I don't really quite know why I came up okay. with that. but Did Chippers inspire it? I was just going to say that. I think it came from my deceased pet, Cat Chippers. It just kind of spilled out of me. Do cat do our deceased pets go to higher levels? You know, is there more than just one level? And, and what is you your know, definition I, of level? You talking about in a condominium or are you talking about like a level of ascension because you always hear about spiritual ascension? Do you mean do they just go to Rainbow Bridge and stay there or do they go to the second and third floor or do they spiritually ascend? How are you I'm describing more, level? I'm thinking more of ascension type. Okay. That's, I think, more of what was in my mind. Okay. And so the question for everybody is, do our deceased pets move on to higher levels after they've transitioned, or do they just sort of hang out on the first floor? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you, because this is a good one, and I love really good questions. When an animal transitions, and the reason we use that on our show, folks, is because we don't like to use the word pet death. We believe in a live, living energy. And after they dump the fursuit or get rid of the feathered suit or the per person leaves its rented vehicle, you do move into living energy. And the process of ascension is about the evolvement of souls for those listening for the first time. And there are young souls and there are old souls and there are God souls and there are angel souls. And so everything about earth is evolving. And when spiritualists talk about the other side, they talk about ascension. But ascension is still the process of evolving to another level in your consciousness. So do pets move on to a higher level? I think that when a pet 
transitions to the living energy on the other side. First, they're in all there is. And I think that there isn't levels. It's about their soul's evolvement that determines who they hang out with. It's sort of like when the angels evolve to an archangel level, then they hang out with the archangels and look over the angels that are fledglings and newly acquired wings and moving forward because each, according to spirituality, each trip to earth is educative. And I never really understood that concept until I heard the word earth school. And that just made everything very clear to me. You go to earth to school your soul so that when you go back to all there is, you have ascended to a higher level of learning, awareness, and consciousness. Am I saying that clearly? Any questions so far? And so when you come down here to earth, that's going to be your hardest time because you're having to learn all these soul lessons to be able to go forward. And then when you leave your fursuit or leave your body suit, then you go to the other side and you're like, yo, I just made uh, third level uh, earth scouts and I'm on my way to guardian angel 202. And then you come back to Earth, you do your learning lessons, and you go, well, I just finished Guardian 202, and now I'm going to Archangel 407. So I think that, yes, when pets move to the other side, that they stay and hang out with the level of their soul evolvement. That's why when you meet a pet, you can go, oh, that's a young soul. Or you can meet another pet and go, wow, that's a really old soul. And how do you know to say that? It's just the feeling that you have inside, sensing their energy experience. And if there weren't different levels on the other side, there would be no difference in experiencing the energy that they emanate that particularly delineates what level they are from the spiritual side. And that's why when you have an animal that's a God dog, and for those who are listening again, go to our blog. There's an article on it. We're doing a television episode on that. And or come over in our group. We've got a whole bunch of people that will be glad to explain what it is. But when you meet a God animal, all of a sudden you just know that that's a really old soul. And I think that their level would be higher than Rascal Kitty, who passed, and it was a brand new romping soul that came and slid around life and slid over to the other side and was just into everything, you would know that that was a young soul evolving to another level of ascension and spirituality in all there is. Do I get a gold star? You do. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right answer there, girl. You go. I had to work hard for that. Mike Shepard is a very old soul. Very old soul. So he has earned his his master, his bachelor's, his master's. He's, yeah. He learned them all. Yes. <laughs> He's gone to school many, many years. <laughs> yes. Yes, he has. And that's so that when he goes back to the other side, that he's just... Now, Diane, if you have any questions in here, just jump right in. We'd greatly appreciate it. And when he comes and goes from the other side, I mean, he's pretty much mastered this earth thing in multiple incarnations and multiple past lives with you. And, you know, he may bump on around for another few more classes in a future life with you. But he's a really old soul. And when people would look at your cat, even you look at his picture, you'd go, oh, Chipper's an old soul. And... You wouldn't have that level of calling him an old soul if there weren't various levels. And I don't like the word ascension as well as I do soul growth or soul evolution, because that's what we all strive for is to be a higher and better person or soul so that when we go back to the other side, they go, right on, man. You did a good job, brother. You know, 
you got another incarnation, you need to go back and redo that. That's pretty not so good. You need to like rock on back, redo that, and you need to learn to be nicer to people. And you need to evolve. So I think it's quite a compliment when you have a pet that's an old soul because usually that's a good indication that you don't have as many lessons to learn either because usually they're not going to match a really old soul cat with a raucous unevolved youthful person unless it's to really teach as a god animal a sincere lesson and to be with you through something an example okay let's say you're an old soul and most old souls experience their physical disabilities during their last lifetimes and the reason they do this is because all their other incarnations they've been working and serving the people they came to benefit on earth and learning their own soul lessons and going through their all karma and as a person evolves in their ascension or levels of soul growth then they become an old soul well that old soul usually is matched with an old soul or if there was a young soul that came in Sometimes an older animal soul will be matched with them to teach them a level of learning. An example of two old souls. You heard of the epileptic seizure dogs. Usually those are very old souls and God dogs. Well, they normally put them with people who are epileptic, of course. And those people who are experiencing epilepsy are souls in a highly traumatic learning curve. So you have the seizure dog with the soul that's in a highly traumatic learning curve. Or it could be an older soul just getting through their physical disabilities in their last incarnation. In that case, it would be two old souls matched together. That's very interesting. See what I'm saying? Or you could have a, let's say, a really young teenage boy that runs over a dog and kills him. And the dog was an older soul that volunteered his life to die in order for the young teenage boy to understand the term responsibility. And usually an animal like that would be considered a God animal because he traumatically changed the boy's life. So the rest of his life, he is responsible about his driving and he may teach people not to text and drive so you don't hit pets in the middle of the road. But that would be like a God animal would come to a young soul to teach them a major emotional lesson. Any questions? That's very interesting. So, yeah, there are multiple levels. But the levels come from the evolution of the soul itself and not the lifetime. And the ascension is really the same thing as that soul's evolvement through learning to be completely balanced. I have a question. Okay. okay. When they, you said there aren't different levels, but when they when they leave their physical bodies, they hang out with different people mm-hmm. based on what, what experience they had on Earth. Do they, not to call them levels, but do they interact with other groups? Yes, I mean, usually when you do this, you hear of what they call as soul groups. But the best way to look at this is the other side or eternity or the universe or whatever you want to call it is considered all there is. I mean, that's what you want to be, balanced to have experienced all there is. And if you look at that, look at it as a the outside of a wheel. And if you are completely circular, then you have maintained balance and experienced the good, the bad, the ugly, the yin, the yang, the up, the down, the round, and all of it, so that you're a completely balanced circle. All right. Now, as when you talk about groups or level, you could consider those the spokes in that wheel, okay? And one spoke could be God animals. The second spoke could be dark, which balances the spoke of light. The other one could be young souls, which balances the old souls. So they're all in the complete universe or all there is. 
But each one of them, although appearing to be a level, is just part of a journey. And people have called it levels of ascension, but it's really a journey all inside the total circle so that you can be completely balanced, which is what the circle is about, is complete balance and knowing. Okay, that, that's, that's really interesting. And that's the easiest way to explain it because, you know, you see all these things, everybody says, well, let's take you to another ascension level. Well, they can say that they're going to try and take you to another ascension level vibrationally, but it can't happen unless your soul learns and goes through a journey to get there. Now, like, let's say that you walk around the street and you spit on everybody. That's a particular level. And let's say by the time you're eight years old, you learn, don't walk down the street and spit on everybody. Well, your soul has evolved and learned not to spit on everybody. And your energy then is changed. So to further answer your question, Diane, is when an old soul has their own vibration, they recognize another old soul because the energy is the same. You're wearing the same cloak of energy vibration or mm-hmm. energy essence so that it's sort of like old people in a nursing home. You know, they all go, well, we're all no people in a nursing home. We're here. We get it. So that's a whole vibrational thing. But inside of that, you may have young souls that are just learning to be an old fart. Or you may have really old souls who go, thank goodness, this is my last trip. I don't have to do this anymore. But they're all within the circle of being mature. Okay, that's great. But that's why when you go out and sometimes you just connect with somebody, usually when you connect with them, their energy that they emanate from their presence, and because we're on earth, their earthly presence, the energy that they emanate, you recognize vibrationally. Ah. And you don't have to go, hey, I know you. I seen you in my fourth incarnation on the third ascension rug of the fourth one down the hall on the left spoke to the right. No, they're just going boo-boo, and their electromagnetics are going boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo, and your electromagnetics are going boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo, and they just merge, and you go, huh, that person seems familiar. Well, really, anytime somebody seems familiar, it's more about their electromagnetic vibration. Because it means it's in the group of electromagnetics that your body has journeyed to become part of and learned educationally instead of earned its way, learned its way to that vibrational frequency. And that's what Ascension is about is earning your way through education and soul evolvement to reach that vibrational frequency. And that's why you say namaste to people you walk in and you go, I got it. I recognize you, you recognize the master in me. And on all of that, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Listen, cat people, it's just litter. Until you realize those big boxes mean big smells, big messes, and big money. Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. It guarantees less smells, less work, all with less litter. Try the small bag that lasts one cat 30 days and you'll realize it's just litter. Unless it's World's Best Cat Litter. Find it at Target, Walmart, and at your local grocery and pet stores. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. 
Plus. Meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo! Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All right, folks, for you who've been taking notes, probably burned out three pencils worth then and maybe seven erasers. We hope that all of that was perfectly clear instead of muddy water. And Kim, you had a really interesting comment during our break. Please share that with everybody. Yeah, you were commenting about the recognition of the energy. And what popped into my mind was how your heart knows when your deceased pet is around. Yep. It's just, you know, you just automatically sense when they're around. Yep. You know, it's like you don't know it, but your heart knows that they're there. Well, that's where your vibration just, it's such a perfect fit. You just go, "Uh uh-huh, they're here. Yeah, and I just had chills. I just had the God bump. I know yep. my chippers is here with me right now. Yep, yep, I had chills all over me too. And see, that is just perfect because that's proof. I mean, you can be dead asleep and wake up and know they're there. And I think, uh, Diana, you just recently had uh, an opportunity or which one of you had the opportunity where they slept with you? I did last night after the cloud thing. Yeah. And see, and I think that that is just, it's like you wake up and nothing wakes you up. It's the energy fit where they're just like sliding into your energy field and you're sliding into their energy field. And that's where it confirms that you're both at the same level because it's just, it's sort of like somebody snuggling up next to you go, okay, that's familiar. You wake up and go, "Uh uh-huh, hello, Chippers, hello, Selena. And then you just roll over and go back to sleep because it's just like, it's so familiar. And that's what, when you talk about levels, that's what the level of interfacing is vibrationally. Now, you, your second question was, do they move on to a level where they can no longer communicate with us? And I'm really glad you asked that because it's important to know. I think a lot of people will say, yes, they do. All right. They'll say they go on to do other things. And that just when you're waiting for a deceased contact, it just tears your heart out. Because somebody said that, well, you know, there'll come a time when Mike moves on and you won't be talking to him anymore. And that just, I didn't want to hear that. And I just didn't want to hear that. That's bottom line. And here's what I think occurs, having experienced it for about 17 years now, is I think that you become less needy of having that electromagnetic interfacing from the other side and you go forward and fill your life and your life becomes fuller with more back to normal activities and they come to visit you because I don't think, and this is all I can say is from my own experience, that they ever stop communicating with us. As an example, on my birthday, at Christmas, on Valentine's Day, Now, Mike has been gone 17 plus years now. I get an envelope addressed to him because he used to like sailboats to my address every one of those years, every time. And I just know that that's him telling me from the other side, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Valentine's. Or if I'm going through something really traumatic, I will go to the post office, I will pick up and there will be an envelope addressed to Mike Welford at my post office box. And I know it's him telling me it's going to be all right. Wow. And this has been going on for like 17 years. And then there are other times where I know that because hopefully I've evolved that there are times when 
I can feel Mike around me, but it's not like I need him so much now as I did when I first was so desperately depressed after he had just been killed. And so I think that it's not about they ever stop communicating with you. I do think that there are times when it's not as necessary because your soul's growth has stabilized and you're moving forward. And it's not necessary to be with you day in, day out, 24-7. It's now important to be with you in times of greater growth, in times of maybe hardship or learning opportunities or joyous times. But it's not and doesn't have to be 24-7 because your soul has evolved to totally accept them as living energy. And they don't have to stay in your face as much. But I don't think they ever stop communicating with you because people have been deceased for years. And the first thing you get when you're in hospice and someone is in bed and they're getting ready to transition, they're talking to the other side. They're going, well, I saw Grandma Merrill last night. And, you know, right then, you know, okay, they're within 30 to 60 days to 90 days of going on to the other side because they're communicating. So if there was any stopping of that communication, Grandma Merrill wouldn't be talking to you on your deathbed. And, you know, Bubba, your favorite soccer player, when you were a childhood friend, wouldn't be with you standing in a nursing home as you're getting ready to go over with a heart attack. Right. So I think to me, every time you hear somebody who's getting ready to transition, and I love that word, folks, and I can't stress it enough. Please don't say pet death. Say transition because that's what happens. They ditch the fursuit and they go into living energy. That's transition. And so, you know, when you're getting ready to transition out of your human suit, I think that the fact that you're talking to everybody from the other side because you're going back and forth, checking it out, going, yo, is it really cool over there? And they're going, yeah. And then you talk to the earth people and say, I saw Marty last night. Honey, Marty's your dead husband. He's been dead for 30 years. I saw Marty last night. Well, Marty's communicating with her saying, come on, girlfriend, get on over here. And that's so I think the answer to that is they never stop communicating with you. It's just the frequency, I think, changes as you evolve and go forward. And I know you had mentioned, too, that they always have to respond to you. You you know, when you ask in your book, they always have to respond. So I would assume that that means that they always have to respond. Yes, and they may not do it in your earth time. Like the other day, someone pushed me back up and they said, well, why don't you do a Brent? And I said, what do you mean do a Brent? And they said, why don't you ask for signs in 72 hours? And I'm going, okay, I will. So I did. And I got nothing. (laughs) Zilch, nothing. (laughs) So I go to the war with the universe and I say, look, here you asked me to teach all this. Ask, 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 and be specific. And and I used everything you teach me to teach and you didn't give me anything. But "Ah." I said, I'm not happy with this at all. (laughs) So then I get back and they said, go look at your own YouTube video that says, then ask why you didn't get an answer. And I went, Uh well, okay. So I go back and I look at that and it says, ask why you didn't get an answer. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm just hot right now. I'm hot. And I go back and go, okay, y'all, why didn't I get an answer? Quieter than daylight, smoother than silk, softer than whipped cream. It's not time for you to know yet. (laughs) You don't even want to know what I said to the universe after that. But it was quite earthly and unevolved. So ask, ask, and ask, and they will give you an answer. That is just what you are on earth to learn. And if you use the words I ask, they are compelled to answer. And on that, we're going to take a break, give our sponsors a little opportunity to tell you how wonderful they are. And we'll be back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. 
Well, four to be exact. Hi, Jill. I see you and Bella are enjoying this lovely day as well. It's a perfect day for a walk. Isn't that right, Bella? And what a colorful ID tag you have, Bella. It certainly puts my Rusty's boring engraved tag to shame. Isn't it great? It's a dog tag art tag. Dog tag art? Yeah. Dog tag art makes the world's coolest pet ID tags. Pick from hundreds of cute designs or upload your photos or artwork to create a unique tag of your own. They even give you four lines of text on the back of the tag for important contact information. I love it. But do they hold up? We have to replace Rusty's metal tags so often because the information wears away. Dog tag art tags are some of the highest quality pet tags out there. They're made with super durable stainless steel. Your information is always legible and the tags are guaranteed for life. Well, I'm sold. Where can I get my dog tag art tag for Rusty? Dogtagart.com Sounds great. We can't wait to get online and get a tag of our own. Dogtagart.com We keep best friends together. Use the coupon code RADIO for a 25% discount off any tag. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with the vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active 4 Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active 4 Pets. Ready to try Active 4 Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of Active4Pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. I just love these discussions, and we have lots of them in our archives. So the shows really are not boring. Go back and check them out, and they will at least give you something to think about. Now, we're going back to Kim, since she was one of the winners in our Facebook group of Asking Questions, and we do oftentimes use the questions in our group for our YouTube Pet Loss TV shows and for our radio shows. I just think it's such an open group with a buffet of ideas. It's not all about reincarnation. It's about afterlife, and it's about transition and it's about communication so just because we have reincarnation in the name of the group doesn't mean that we don't have a buffet of subjects that we discuss all the time and if you'd like send your question to brent at petliferadio.com now this is not about personal questions this is about questions that are educative Um, if you want a personal question answered that's what i do professionally as an animal medium i'll look at see and talk to your dead pet and we'll just have lots of good conversation But if you'd like to send a question, you can send it on my Facebook page. You can do it in the group. You can go on my website, brentatwater.com. And you can follow us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. So there's lots of ways you can get your questions to us so that we can have the opportunity of answering them. And Miss Kim, do you have any more that we might can answer for you today? 
I think we've pretty much covered it for the moment. Okay, well then we're going to well we're going to move from Kim and Chippers, the team Kim Chippers, to Miss Diane Selena team. And what are your questions, Miss Diane? And what was the opportunity that created your question? Well, my questions, I think I have more than one, <laughs> tie into what we just talked about, and I think this is energy is something. I've been thinking about for a while, and I certainly receive more than an abundance of signs from Selena and feel her around me at sometimes more than others. But I want to understand energy better. So that evolved into the questions, is our transition pet's energy close to us all the time or just some of the time? If just some of the time, what are they doing the rest of the time? Where are they? And what's it like for them a year or more post-transition? And I think I, that question is somewhat similar to Kim's regarding do they move on to different levels. So. So we've answered that, but uh, but I guess what I also meant by that was do things change for them over time after they've transitioned? Okay, well, let's just sort of sort them one at a time because those of us who are listening don't have uh, the opportunity to have them written down in front of themselves, and they might want to take a pencil and write these down okay. so they can think about it later. So the first one would be, if I understood you correctly, I'd like to know, are our pet's energy close to us all of the time or some of the time? Yeah. I believe from my experience and in my opinion, that they have access to you all of the time because energy is everywhere all of the time, period. And I think that that's why the concept of teleporting came about, you know, because you can teleport yourself from one place to the other. And all it is is just manifesting energy in one spot to the other spot, which again is what manifestation is about is to think it, the energy turns into a thought form, the thought form then turns into your manifestation. And so energy is with you all of the time. Now, is your pet's energy with you all of the time? I think that they come and go in a recognizable form as you ask them to do so or at their choice. Because I think like I did in the YouTube video that says, do you miss your pet and you're standing in Walmart and all of a sudden you cry. You know, when you're in Walmart purchasing something, you're not thinking about your pet maybe, but then all of a sudden you start crying just horrifically and you are thinking about your pet. Well, to me, that means just like cuddling up next to you and sleeping with you, your pet's energy has interfaced with yours. It's touched your heart and you start crying there, which really means they're with you right then and there. And most people go, well, I was just walking down the steps and started bawling over my baby. That means your baby's walking down the steps with you. Hello, turn around and say, glad you're here. And that only took me about 10 years to figure out. But I think that's the way to do. If you're just, I mean, I've been known to ride down the road and I will just start crying out of my mind over Mike. And I'm thinking, Brent, you're a blothering idiot here. He's been gone for 17 years. You're driving down the highway at 80 miles an hour. I really do 70. But, you know, and uh, for any of those of law enforcement listening and, you know, 70 miles an hour. And I'll just start crying because I'm thinking about Mike. Well, hello, if I could look and see, he's probably sitting over there riding shotgun. So I think the answer to that is the electromagnetics of energy is always around you. But to access what you know as your pet, I think is done when you request it or at their free will choice. Because if there weren't energy, everything would be dead. And there's got to be energy for them to come to you. 
So I think it's two different levels. There has to be some form of electromagnetic resonance, and that's a physics, law of physics, at all times for anything to be living. But I think your pets or sparkler form of their own soul energy enters in and out of your electromagnetic field, either by you asking or by their free will choice. Okay, that makes perfect sense (laughs) and fits in with my experience because sometimes it's when I ask. Sometimes it isn't, which tells me that it's not the right time for me to receive a response or an answer. And at other times, it's very spontaneous. It's when I least expect it. Nice surprise. So it's it's initiated from them. Yeah, it's like Selena says, I'm here. Yeah, and it's the heart in front of your path, Mom. And I think that that's when they decide, okay... Because I was walking, shopping the other day for some spring clothing, and I'm just going on about my way. And about that time, I hear Mike inside my head. Hey, look over to the left. There's a blouse you'd really like. I thought, wow, okay. Mike's going shopping with me today. This is pretty cool. So I do think that sometimes they'll just interject. And I'm always grateful when they do. Now, except there was a time, I do have to say this, that sometimes the interjection, I was sitting there and I had met someone that that was a gentleman and he had asked me out for a date. And I said, what do I do? And about that time, Mike stood up behind him and he says, go on and date him. He'll be fun for a while. And I dropped my mouth just wide open and stood there. And of course, the earth man in front of me said, why is your mouth open? And I said, you know... Uh, I just, uh, I thought I was going to cough or sneeze. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm so sorry to be rude. I didn't mean to. And in my head, I'm saying, Mike, go away. And he said, he's cool. He'll be all right. And I'm just going, and there's Mike standing up behind this guy. And I'm just going, oh, man. And so I think that sometimes they'll just come in when you least expect it. Uh-huh. and oh, interject funny. their energy. And because I see them, it was just really disconcerting when I was trying to be all sophisticated and cool and however you're supposed to be when you first meet somebody. And up stands Mike behind him, and I'm just going, okay. <laughs> or the time when I was standing in front of the mirror assessing myself, and Mike stands up behind me in the mirror, and he looks at me and goes, you need to do more sit-ups for that all about the base for this spring. And I'm going, excuse me? And so, you know, there are times when they will show up when I just did not need his comments because I knew I had had way too much eggnog and chocolate over Christmas, and I didn't need him to tell me about the little cellulite that I knew I had to get rid of, but there he was. And I just went, okay. And I said, it's part of the aging process. And he looked at me and he says, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, uh, moving on to our next question, and it is? (laughs) So, the other part of that is when we don't feel them or they don't respond to us and don't initiate contact with us, are they doing, you said they they have access to us all of the time, but what what are they doing the rest of the time? I have no idea. Okay. I know that's I, a tough question. I know, know that when I would ask Mike, where the heck have you been? Yeah. He would say, I've been out sailing. Okay. And then another time I asked him, where were you? He said, you remember that really cute blonde girl that I liked? And I went, yes, I do. And he said, well, she just died. Oh. And I've been over comforting her. And this was a girl who was a, um, interestingly enough, she had intuitive abilities. And her boyfriend walked in the front door and killed her with a sawed-off 12-gauge shotgun. 
And when I heard that, I was just, you know, and I kept calling Mike, where are you? Mike, where are you? Because I wanted to be comforted by Mike being around with me. I never heard anything. And it took about, oh, two, three weeks. And then he came and I said, Mike, where are you? And one day he said, I'm here. And I said, where have you been? He said, well, you know, our friend, she was really rattled. And she came to the other side and said, I've been helping her. And I went, okay. So that's all I know, other than, you know, multitude of examples like that, to be Mm -hmm. able to answer your question from my experience. But I think that when they're doing something, I don't think it's a matter of choosing to stay away from us. And I think that you can even say, what are you doing so you can't answer me? And you'll get that answer. I learned that. I learned to say, well, Mike, where the heck are you? And he said, I'm sailing. And I'll go, catch you later. (laughs) So I think you could say, where are you? What are you doing that you're not answering me? And I think you'll hear that answer. Because I, I always did. Asked, after, I after, I figured that. That out, you know, after I figured that out, it always worked. I will ask that question then. That's yeah, because it's basically like saying, you know, I'm busy right now. Yeah. And they'll tell you what they're busy at. Okay. It's just sort of like they're in a whole world of no time, no place, no anything. Just everything they want to do at any time because they're living energy. So they're not just going to sit and watch you forever and ever because how boring. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And why wouldn't they play with somebody they saw or visit somebody mm-hmm. they saw or catch up on the latest catalicious gossip or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or they might be sitting cheering on cats that are feral cats that are, you just never know. But I think I have learned if you ask, what are you doing so I'm not getting a response, they will honor you with a response. Aha, uh-huh. I never thought to ask that question and I will. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I had to get up in Mike's face going, don't you be doing that to me without letting me know. <laughs> I said, it makes me scared. And I told him. So I think that that's being truthful. And you just, just get up in their face and ask. And if they say, look, it's none of your business, they can tell you that too. Because they're their own entity of energy on the other side. Okay, that answered my question. I was going to say, since they've been, you know, other reincarnations, are they, you know, since they've transitioned, they can be other forms, can't they? Other than just the one that we knew them as? No, when you get on the other side... You are basically a soul light or an energy. You know, like orbs? Right. An orb is a soul electromagnetic energy that has come to Earth, so you can see it as an orb. Right. I think they're way cool. Okay, so since we knew them as as cats. No, you knew. No, no, no. That's That's what's so important. You need to say you knew their soul energy in the form of a cat. Okay, yeah. Okay. But they could actually be experiencing things as anything. Yes, because they're out of that fursuit that limits them to cat activities. Right. So instead of out, you know, chasing mice and things, they could actually be out sailing. Or disco dancing or uh, skateboarding or hacking computers. Yeah. Yeah, they could be doing absolutely anything. Right. This is what is the key to everything. That fursuit was just for one incarnation. That's it. Right. Okay. So they could be doing anything. They could be having yeah. an absolute ball. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you say, well, is my cat over there drinking milk and doing this? I don't know what the living soul energy was that came in a cat form, but it could be doing anything. Right. And then if you've had someone like Lisa Nuzzy has that was a cat, a bunny, and a dog, and another cat, I mean, you learn whatever energy they are on the other side, it's living energy. It doesn't have a fursuit. So that's important that you think about it as living energy without the cocoon or the vehicle that it came in that time. Right. So it's just living energy doing whatever. Yep. Salsa dancing, dancing with the stars. Who knows? Right. Fascinating. That's fascinating. And I, that's one thing I always tell shippers is I hope you're having fun doing whatever you do, you know. Yeah. 
Because really what's important about that is this. If you don't limit them to a fursuit, you're not, you know, because people say, you know, like I had a girl's Jack Russell came back as a cockatiel or a horse came back as a cat. Uh-huh. That way you're not limiting them to the fursuit that they had to inhabit to take that part of the journey with you. Now, if any of you are listening out there shaking your heads going, what the are they talking about? I wrote a little book called Animal Reincarnation or Pet Loss, Animal Life After Death. You can get that. It's about 200 pages of answered questions. And that will rev up your mind or catch you up to speed on all the basics of pre-transition, transition, crossing the death line life after death, rainbow bridge, and then coming back and reincarnating with all the signs and bells and whistles with it. So it's sort of like a little encyclopedia of pet death. And uh, you can find it on Amazon.com and on all the um, major retail ebooks there are out there. But that will give you some basis for all the things that we're talking about today. So always it's key when you're talking about afterlife is separate afterlife from the suit that they lived in on earth because that will then give you a clearer perspective even when you look at it as death because the only thing that died was the vehicle that their soul resided in on earth not their living energy makes perfect sense to me well i think that we've got everybody all in line now we'll say thank you everybody for listening today and y'all all are going what the listening to this show because i think this is one of our most power-packed shows that we've done and i think that for those that are new to energy you're going to go uh-huh and for those of you who are learning about energy and remember energy is everything i mean you can measure with a geiger counter the electromagnetics of a ghost or an orb or an entity on the other side That's how ghost hunting started. So everything is electromagnetic living energy. Otherwise, it doesn't exist. And that's in the law of physics. So we hope our show has created interest for you to think about energy and inspire you to consider going over the speed bump in your mind that the fursuit means Fluffy's dead. It just means they vacated a fursuit. And they're living energy on the other side. And I want to thank both Diane and Kim for joining us today. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.